danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne is running late. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Late day? I'm upset. I'm depressed. I'm upset. You ever? Oh, I know why you're upset. You ever break up with somebody? You and Odell broke up? You ever break up with somebody? They don't call to tell you what's going on. You just find out through somebody else. Somebody that I've been seeing. That's a t- by the way, that's a terrible breakup if you find out that you broke up through somebody else. That's right. I've been seeing this individual for the last, what, three years? Y'all three were, years. I've been were investing. I've been putting money into the situation. You was tricking. And then Odell just leaves. Mm. No call. No one last dance. No nothing. <laughs> last dance? I was taking my little nappy pool. Like I always do I around know, that time. This is a weird way that you're doing this. My right son now. runs in the room and he's depressed. He kicks open the door and says, "Dad, you're not gonna, you're not gonna guess what happened." I'm like, "What? What happens? Is everybody all right? Is the house okay?" He goes, "They traded him. They got rid of him." I'm like, "Who they get rid of?" Odell. That sucks. I don't know why. I haven't figured out how. It just doesn't make sense to me. I guess this is how it feels when you when you get when you. Get broken up on, and you just stuck at home, and you're trying to figure out why and how. Was well, it me? Maybe it's your job wasn't good enough. Was was it me? Was it strong enough? Was it us? <laughs> like we gave him the ball. All right, let's move on. Didn't we? Well, let's we ain't give him the ball on. all let's the time. Maybe on. that was let's the problem. Move on. Yeah. But maybe you needed to give him the ball more. I don't know. But Odell just—if you don't know—if you just woke up, Odell was traded to the Cleveland Browns. That's well, that's sucks. good. They're stacking their team up. Yes, their team is looking. I just repeated that. Someone else. <laughs> Somebody <said that>. just. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of giant fans out there that feel like me. There's still a lot of giant fans out there. Yes, there's still a lot of giant fans. <laughs> oh, first, okay. you, first you take away Victor Cruz, my Latino from Patterson, and now you take away Odell. All right, all right. Well, you guys got somebody, right? Oh, you're going to play emotional? Call Thomas. That's what you're going to do? Fine. You got somebody, didn't you? Yeah, we got Jabril Peppers. Okay, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. But he's not Odell. All right. What's so funny? <laughs> what you mean, what's so funny? What's so funny? You laughing. laughing. <laughs> oh, life is good. I'm laughing at, um... Um... What the hell? I can't remember my name right now. You this just laughed two old. seconds ago as you were old. walking in and don't remember this guy's why. Getting old. I can't have a brain. I'm having a brain fart. Oh my god! He walked in here giggling. Giggling. <laughs> what you laughing at? Like the little Pillsbury Doughboy. Why can't I laugh? All right. All right. Oh, and shout out. By the way, I went Sandra. to go see Meek Mill in concert last night. Oh, how was that? Meek Mill last night. Yes, I went to go see his concert. Shout out to my girl Cash Doll. She was opening up for Meek Mill. Yes. And you know today is three one three day in Detroit. Mm-hmm. As well, March thirteenth, three one three day. So shout what out to. Everybody in the D. What day is it, Cleveland? It's Shut also uh, some new D in Cleveland. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, ladies, some new D out there in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> what, what Effie's day? upset. 
He feels like Odell broke up with him but didn't tell him. Nobody told oh. me. They just he just leaves. Like I, I you I, think he should have gave you man, a heads up? I understand how a girl feels when somebody just leaves and doesn't say anything and then you find out through you somebody know, else. They have been talking about it for at least a day though. I didn't think it was true. Because he even had a little list of places he wanted to go. He wanted to go to the Rams. San, <laughs> San Francisco. Doesn't see his that? best friend play for the Browns? <laughs> Who? I don't know. Yes, it does. I don't know. Odell's best friend. Does I heard someone else say that this morning, and I repeated that as well. He does. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. What is going on? Is it that important to get your kids into a college that you have to pay up to half a million dollars? Finally, wow. white celebrities are acting up. Yes. Now, got some scamming going now, on. All right. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <sighs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, let's get in some front page news. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. has been traded to the Cleveland Browns. We need you to sound a little more upbeat. Yes, be happy for Cleveland. Drop on the clues bombs for Cleveland. They got a great receiver. I don't understand it's why. Day. I don't understand what was it us? Was he didn't he didn't get the ball enough? I don't I don't know what it was. Too but much pelvic thrust in the locker room without saying pause. That's why they got rid of Odell Beckham. They got rid of Odell. Which is crazy. What else are we talking about? Well, he'll be hanging out with his best friend Jarvis Landry, so I'm sure he's gonna have a good time. Who told you that? Oh, well, there's nothing for him to do but uh, actually <laughs> he focus. Don't know that. Nothing for him to do but focus on football in Cleveland. The funniest thing is that he had uh, some places where he wanted to go, which was San Francisco and the Rams, and they was like, "No, sir, buddy." Mm-mm. Okay. Oh. Why wouldn't they want him? Who? Odell. He- Probably had to give up too much. Okay. Odell, you know, he's not he's not the young wide receiver that he used to be, contrary to popular belief. He still gets busy. But go ahead. Yeah, he probably got about another two, three years. All right. Well, let's talk about this entire uh, cheating, bribing, lying scam for these kids to get into college. These kids with rich parents. I love it. White scammers. So it was different ways that it worked. All right. There was the ACTs and the SATs. They would bribe uh, different people who are facilitating those exams and also take those exams for some of these students and that costs anywhere between $15,000 and $75,000 per test. Uh, Also, bribing coaches because college coaches, they don't decide who gets accepted, but they do recommend to the admissions office certain athletes that they want to accept to the school. So he would bribe some of those people and in exchange, they would recommend to admissions officials that certain students be accepted. Now, what they are saying for... um, a lot of people, like for Laurie Lachlan, she played on Becky on Full House. Rebecca Katsopoulos. <laughs> I know how you pronounce the last name. Mm. They said know. her and her husband, who is fashion designer Mosimo. <gasps> Jesse? No, in real life. Oh. Okay. They face charges of conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. They allegedly agreed to pay bribes that totaled $500,000. That was in exchange for having their two daughters as recruits to the University of Southern California on their crew team, even though both of them don't even row. So they would do this whole scheme and they would disguise these bribe payments like they were donating to charity. So Felicity Huffman was also arrested and uh, Lori Lachlan's supposed to surrender today. I don't know why you would arrest the parents. Maybe you should arrest the person accepting the bribe. Uh, no. No. Well, they knew exactly what they were doing. They're paying money to make sure that their kids get into these schools that they didn't even get into. great schools to get a great education. And to make sure that they get these tests, these these scores on their tests. So Felicity Huffman knew she was a target of the federal investigation, but seven feds did show up to her door with guns drawn. She didn't anticipate that that would happen. Isn't it strange that that you're arrested for this? She's married to William H. Macy, and they said their two daughters were asleep when the agents ordered her to get out of the house. All the crime going on in the the, the U.S.? Shut up and let the white people get arrested. She got a 1420 on her SATs, thanks to someone else taking her SATs for her. Exactly. That's a scam. 
the it's person a, who's at the center of all this is <laughs> William Rick Singer. As a kid. William Rick Singer is the person who is a, a figure at the center of the whole entire scheme. He was the one doing all the bribes. He was the one that had the fake charity that people were donating to. Hey, listen, do the work like everybody else. Listen, you already got, you know, a bunch of, you know, uh, help anyway. You're white. You're rich. You're entitled. You're privileged. You know what I mean? Do I mean, the work if like you can afford else. to pay $500,000 to bribe a coach for your kids to get into school, they already have a, a foot up. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. I mean, if I, I was thinking maybe 10000 to get them in school, but 500000 they don't need school. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. about making your kids work for what they're supposed to That's get? That's all. Do the work. It's a, listen, 2019 is a trip, bro. Nigerians doing hate crimes against black people and white people are scamming. Now, let me ask you a what question. What a role reversal. If you wanted your kid to go to a certain school and it might cost you a couple thousand dollars, would you pay? Not a half a million. <laughs> I didn't say half a million. <laughs> That's how much but I don't know that you, I'm would you pay somebody to take their SATs for them? No. You, that doesn't feel wrong to you? No, because you, guess what? You can't do that throughout life. Throughout life, you can't just continue to, to cheat your system and rig the system. Because once you do it once, then eventually you got to keep doing it over you, and over and over You never cheated over on again. a test before? No. I didn't, I graduated, I graduated from night school. My parents didn't help me cheat. <laughs> I graduated from night school in 1998. That's the farthest my education goes. What about no, I, I have not cheated on a test. You never cheated on a test in elementary or even you no. know, freshman year in high school? Nothing? Never? What? Never one time you ever looked at your... The, your, your person in front of you test answer. But, but envy, there's a uh, difference okay. between cheating and paying someone to take the actual it's test for you. All cheating. No, there's it's a huge all difference. All cheating between that and then also so you're teach pretending that you're on the rowing no, team never. and you're not. Uh, you said what? And then pretending that your kids are on the crew team and they don't even know how to row. I'm gonna be honest Come with on. you, envy. Mm -hmm. It all caught up. If you cheated your way through school, this explains a lot. Because you're the same guy who thought that uh, uh, Atlantic City was built off the Monopoly game. I didn't say right? that. <laughs> That's exactly what you I, said. I actually. didn't say that. Uh, play, play the tape. I didn't say that. Somebody pull up the tape. I said I was asking a question. Mm -hmm. And he also said a lot of people thought that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I did. A lot of people hit me on this. I showed you guys. No, but I anyway. didn't see All that. the people you used to cheat with in school? Maybe. <laughs> I never cheated. Mm. All right. Well, that is. You're a liar. You never cheated. Front page me. news. I, I don't even believe that. I have. That. I have cheated in school. So why did you just lie to us? Everybody has cheated in so school. So why did you just lie? Because I cheated. Again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get it off That's your my chest. Left. 800-585-105. I got all D's in school. <laughs> 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 if you need to vent, hit us up right now. If you need to get some things off your chest again, 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, Ken. Hey, what's up, Envy? What's up, Ken? Get it off your chest, bro. Oh, man. I'm mad at you, boy. Oh, man. Why are you mad at me, Ken? What do you do? Man, how could you agree that these people getting paid or paying uh, their kids through college is cool? At the end of the day, these kids that become professionals are the people who are going to be therapists to your kids, therapists to, uh, and doctors to your kids. Like, you, you, you think that's cool? Uh, I didn't say it's cool, and just because they pay oh. to get into the school doesn't mean that they don't get the education. No, they pay to get that, into the school. That when they, they go to college. The whole way towards a degree. Yeah, they're not doing the work. No, they gotta go to school. Right, they just pay. I thought, Yo, Solomon, I, I thought I, they I was paid. On Instagram, I hit you and all of you guys. Let me ask you a question. Have, so long, it had me read. Have you ever cheated before? No, you're not listening to what he's saying though. They're not doing the work, so well, it's like they're doing the work, but they say they say they're getting paid to go to the college. That's what they get paid no, to get accepted into the college. You did not no, also to take the test. To take the test. They got to get to the college. It's both. It's two different ones. Charlamagne, hmm? get on them for me, please. But you had me so pissed off you're not, last night. You're not listening. I even got on the radio. You're not listening. They are getting paid to get accepted to the school. Envy, Charlamagne, get them. 
You don't There's know what you're talking about. There's definitely a problem with it. Splashy Shaw said on Twitter, basketball players have people take SATs all the time. They're basketball players. They're not <laughs> going into the world to do real jobs. <laughs> we don't know. Right? Some we of them better. They're going, they're, going, they're going to play ball. Like, that's the whole thing. That's why basketball players do African-American studies. They Like, I, I was listening to... Uh, Something yesterday, and it was like, yo, these players, they go to school for like three months. When you're a freshman and a basketball player like Zion Williamson, he might be in class for three months. Once the season's over, he's coasting I'm sure, until the time to get drafted. I'm sure they definitely have somebody taking this class, and maybe, probably, because that's what usually players do. They just get somebody to get them players grades just to, to be play. able to play ball. And they that's play ball. it. And when the season's over, it's a wrap. But it's not like he's going to be a goddamn We don't know what these kids are going to do. We know what Zion Williamson going to do. But yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know that. But we don't know what these other kids are going to do, honestly. Well, I know they didn't deserve to be on the crew team. If you never, I'm just happy white celebrities are getting arrested by the FBI. Okay, <laughs> I knew it. Right in time for St. Patrick's Day. Hello? And at the end of the day, it is illegal, so it is what it is. They got caught. Hello, who's this? This is Heather. Hello, Heather. Hey. Um, so the reason I'm calling, well, first of all, I listen to you guys every morning on my hey. way to work. Thank you, Heather. I hate going to work, Damn. but um, you know, it's what you got to do. So you guys definitely keep it interesting. But I'm calling because. I heard that um, there's some white folks out there that <laughs> being shady and paying people for college. Yes, they look, are. Look, we're, we're, I'm a white family. I definitely, I understand and I believe and I, I, I get white privilege without a doubt. However, there are some of us white people out here that are struggling. And my daughter comes home every day. She's applied to eight colleges and made it to each one. And I ain't paid nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Hard work and dedication, right? That's dope. Uh, yeah, you know, so, like, what are they trying to do out there? Like, Get their know, kids get their kids in college, get their kids a, a, ahead of everybody well, else. Bullshit. They should have made this sure they got them some tutors and paid for that. And made them... Yeah, you know? I yeah, mean, if you, you can know, afford that. Now what's that say? Now what's that say about them? That says that, wow, either I'm trying to really get my kids somewhere or I'm really trying to pay, pay for because they're stupid. I mean, the problem with this... The, <laughs> the, the problem with this more so than anything is that these these colleges have a certain amount of scholarships and things that it's they give scholarships. out. Scholarships and things that they <laughs> oh, give out yeah. every year. So, if, you, so if you're cheating, if you're cheating the, the ACT and the SAT, you might be jumping kids ahead of yeah, kids that are really out there spots. doing the work. That's and the, by the way, if you have $500,000 spend on that, you have money to make sure your kids have tutors and can learn that. And you could, They have all kinds of things to teach you how to take the SATs right, and you should really just do like pay for that for that your kids. That is true, but there's a teach lot of kids. Teach your kids hard work instead of saying, well, just yep. pay your way in. That's, that is true. That is true, but there's a lot of kids that just don't take tests well, are very smart, have straight A's, are Get very Get them a bright, nice tutor to help them. And, and just don't take tests well, and sometimes that test, they put too much pressure on that test and the kid doesn't do well on a test he doesn't get accepted to a school so well it, then you have to go to a different school and not your first choice hey, I mean, maybe I mean that's, that's your first it. choice that's you can also choice. go to a school and transfer to the school that was your first choice if you do well after the first second year that's right or if you got money you give and a teacher 10,000 and put the kid in anyway get it off your chest 800-585-1051 if you need to vent hit us up now it's The Breakfast Club good morning The Breakfast Club all right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jose Canseco. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, we'll start with the backstory. Jose Canseco has accused Alex Rodriguez of cheating on Jennifer Lopez. Now, this all started because A-Rod proposed to J-Lo. They announced their engagement. He posted, she said yes. 
He also said, there aren't many words to share with you, only feelings, gratitude, excitement, and just joy. We know there is work to do. Keep building a family and future we can be proud of, and we can't do it without all of you. We are so thankful for all of your messages of love and congratulations. Well... Things took a left turn when Jose Canseco took to his Twitter page to accuse A-Rod of cheating on J-Lo with his ex-wife, Jessica Canseco. He said, watching World of Dance, watching J-Lo text Alex Rodriguez, little does she know that he's cheating on her with my ex-wife, Jessica. Poor girl, she has no idea who he really is. Hate. And then he told A-Rod to stop being a piece of ish, stop cheating Mm -hmm. on J-Lo. Well, now Jessica Canseco is coming out to set the record straight. Now she had to re-download the Twitter app and all of that, and she just wanted to make sure she told people what was going on. She said those false accusations Jose is making are not true. I have known Alex for many years and haven't even seen him for over five. I certainly did not sleep with him. I am friendly with both him and Jennifer. As for Jose, he can keep playing with his alien friends. In fact, I don't even get on Twitter, had to download the app again and don't watch TV and had no idea any of this was going on. Last time I saw Alex, he was with Tori and I brought my boyfriend over for dinner. We are just friends. My God. How do publicists still make a living nowadays? When you can just download a Twitter app when you gonna when you want to make a statement. Well, there you have it. So who, who are these aliens that Jose Canseco's playing with? Why you want to go play too? Yes. <laughs> is that very, what you want to do? Y'all, y'all just skim past that part of the story. <laughs> you who might be playing with aliens right now. Aliens, Jose Canseco just be out here playing with. He's had some interactions with aliens. That's mm. what I want to know. Like, huh? Yeah, aliens. Now, now, so that's the most important part of the story to you. That's what I got from it. All right, Raz B. He is quitting. The Millennium Tour. Now, you know him from B2K. And they've been on the road like four days so far. And he's already announced that he's... He quit already? Out of there. Now, there's a good reason for it. If you guys remember, he has accused Chris Stokes, who's the former B2K manager, of molesting him. And he said it began when he was around 11 or 12 years old. Well, guess what just happened? Chris Stokes came to the... Check it out. Chris Stokes tried to grab them cheeks again, allegedly. (laughs) Rasby is officially off the tour. I don't feel safe. Because I feel like Chris Stokes is around. So guess what? I'm off the tour. Amari, if you come talk to me, you want me to do this tour? I'll do this tour, but I'm officially off the tour. Oh, and guess what? I guess we're about to sh- uh, shoot the new uh, Surviving Chris Stokes movie. So, yo, yo, Ricky Rowe, call Lifetime, because I'm ready to talk. I would think that they would have worked all of that out before they even started doing the tour again. Maybe he didn't think Chris Stokes was going to be part of it, and now he's seeing popping up yeah, and he's getting flashbacks. Yeah, he popped up on the tour, and Chris he Stokes. feels like... He shouldn't be there. Chris Stokes popping up like, allow me to reintroduce myself. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it like we used to. Get on your knees like you used to. I wonder well, if any other the members uh, had the same thing with, with Chris Stokes, the same uh, situation. Well, you don't remember those stories? All of them? Brother, Nobody else came out? Do you want to hear? Yes. Rasby's brother, Ricardo Thornton, also says that Chris Stokes uh, sexually abused him. He said he made me take showers with the other boys. He said, all that little ish that my brother was introduced to, that was brought to me first, and I blocked it. I wasn't with it. I backed off. I kind of knew what was going on over there, and yet I took my brother over to Chris. I didn't protect him like I should have. So that happened, but, you know. Yeah, I remember the story. Amarion issued a statement where he denied Rasby's allegations and said that Chris Stokes was a father figure to him. Yeah, I remember the story. Rasby was like, they all used to get in a circle and masturbate each other, something like that. Well, that's just called a circle jerk. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. That's just called a circle. What? First of all, you, you can't say that. Yes, you can. No, you cannot. Why not? I don't know, but they dumped it. It's a circle full of jerks. <laughs> why can't you say that? But, yeah, but I can understand why Rasby would leave the tour. I would quit, too, if I was him. It's team building. <laughs> what? <laughs> we stand up in a circle and... and it's team building. That is not team building. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Have you done that before? I'm just curious. No, but we could in here. No. Who was it that just came chemistry. out and told the story about how they used to do that? That just recently happened. 
People standing in circles and yes. masturbating? masturbating. Throw that in a circle. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. It always gets awkward around 6.50. Like, that's so what, that's so what no gets... more Rasby on the Millennium Tour. For right now. He quit. That and sucks. And Chris Stokes should leave so that he can come back and be on the tour without him around. That's it, period. Whether he's going to be a surviving Chris Stokes, like he said. Mm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Woo, we are going to talk about these schools and the bribes that were given to these schools by these celebrity parents yes. that wanted to make sure their kids got into the college of their choice. White celebrities acting up just in time for St. Patrick's Day, baby. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? All right, well, let's start off with, uh, if you guys know the story about a nine-year-old, her body was found uh, in a duffel bag east so of Los Angeles. Oh well, they did goodness. arrest they did arrest somebody in connection with that. Emil Lamar Hunt, he was charged yesterday in the death of Trinity Love Jones. Rest in peace to her. Mm-hmm. And again, our condolences so to the sad. family. Yes, they found her in a light brush area, and they believe that he killed her on or around March 1st. Now, who is Hunt? He is reportedly the boyfriend of Trinity's oh my mother. Goodness. They don't know what his motive was, Clown but his bail has coward. been set at $2 million, and his arraignment is going to be April 16th. He's got a public defender as well. While he was in court, Trinity's father, Antonio Jones, stood, stood up and yelled at him, you killed my daughter, and they said throughout the hearing, the father was crying, of course, oh and goodness. clenching his fists. And the gram- Trinity's grandmother, Barbara Jones, said that she felt like a monster. She said, I wanted to do to him what he did to her, or what it's alleged that he did to her. So Yeah, I mean, but you know what? Sometimes I feel like we should get real medieval and like forget wasting yeah. taxpayers' dollars. Just let him be in a room handcuffed with the with the father and, and a couple other members of the family and let them do what they do. Let it be a purge of sorts. He should die. You Authorities know, he have also die. arrested a second person, and we don't have any information from them about that yet. But his, if he's convicted of murder, he'll face up to life in prison. So I think that's too good for him. I think that's too good for him, too. I think life in prison is too good for a, a, a sick piece of scum like that. Yeah, disgusting. I this. guess he should go through the... He has to go through the court system to find out if he's guilty or not. But if he's found uh, guilty... He should, do, you, do you need due process in every situation? You know, along with this story... <laughs> if there's a videotape, no. In California, the governor, um, Gavin Newsom, is actually get, granting a temporary reprieve for 737 inmates who are waiting on the largest death row right now. So they're saying this is very symbolic because uh, death penalty opponents are hoping that this will mean that they'll end executions in other states as well as they're trying to say we shouldn't have the death penalty. But yeah. I don't know. In a case like this, he should die. Kill him. He, he, he shouldn't have to to go to jail, Get and he's medieval living off of our ass. taxes for the rest of. No, he he should die. Get medieval on his ass. And kill a little young girl. Peel his toenails off. I'm with you. All right, now let's discuss this college admission scheme that everyone's been talking about. It got revealed yesterday. It's the largest of its kind ever prosecuted. There's mm. about 50 different defendants across six different states. Millions of dollars involved in this. And some very high uh, selective universities. So the way they used to do the scheme is they would have somebody take these standardized tests for these students. In general, it was a man by the name of Mark Riddle who's charged with two conspiracy counts. He would secretly take the tests in the place of the students and replace their responses with his own. Uh, they also would do do things like bribe people who decide which students get admitted and those people include coaches 
and things like that at these different universities. Now, Felicity Huffman was arrested by FBI agents. They actually came to her house guns drawn. She knew she was the target of the federal investigation into bribery and the college admissions process, but she didn't know all that was going to happen. She was indicted for conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. She made a charitable contribution of $15,000, and that was for a college entrance exam cheating scheme on behalf of her oldest daughter. She got a 1420. Well, um, I, I needed some diversity in my uh, celebrity dysfunction. And I knew that when St. Patrick's Day, which is fast approaching, was, was about to come around, white celebrities would start acting up. So I'm happy that the crime rate is spi- spiking in white celebrity communities. Now, as part now. of this scheme, parents would pay um, a singer in between $15,000 and $75,000 per test. So anywhere mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. that. So looks like this is going to be crazy for them. Some people were paying up to $500,000 to get their kids into top schools. White people out here Lori scamming. Lachin and her husband uh, in particular, their daughter actually cashed in. And she has 1.3 million followers on Instagram and almost 2 million on YouTube after she got to USC last year. She was posting about officially becoming a college student and everything. She don't even want to be in college. Didn't she post a video saying that uh, she just she wanted to She said she didn't care about parties? school. She mm-hmm. just wanted the experience of partying. Lord so that's what she went there for. Your mom out here taking penitentiary chances for you. You know what I'm saying? She, after that, had to post an apology video. But people are all in her comments right now saying things like, how about you put some effort into using your brain instead? Maybe that way you could get into USC by your own merit. So people are disgusted by her. I can't believe white people out here just scamming. I am just. Disgusting. Now you disgusted. Pale face pieces are hitting out here in these streets. My goodness. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Let's open up the phone lines. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. What do we think about this? 800-585-1051. When I'm asking a question. I have thoughts. Would you pay to get your child into a school? Now, I want you to think about it like this. Mm. Your child is trying to get into a, a school, Harvard, Princeton, NYU, Columbia. And they said, okay, if you give us... The missions person said, give me $100 and I'll get your child in school. Would you pay that $100? $100? I've been DJing too long. Let's just say, if you... At a party. I'm just asking. If somebody said in the missions, hey, I'll give you... Give me $100 and I'll make sure your kid gets accepted to all those schools. Would you pay that $100? And the reason I say that is, yes, $500,000 is a lot of money to all of us. But to them... That might just be a hundred dollars. That might be a drop in the bucket. Still a lot. That might be a drop in the bucket to how much they're <laughs> actually making. No, nah, maybe not to them. Maybe not to them. So let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Would you pay to get your child into a school? All right. In, Call the, us way, up right in, now. in the way that these white celebrities did, Mr. Suede Jury. Would you pay in the way that these white celebrities did? Would you, you can't, bribe you people? Can't. Would you would you be part of this you, bribery? You yes. can't look at the five hundred thousand dollars. No, no, no. Look at the, the situation. Would it's you bribe people? Would, would you, you pay? not just not just say here's a hundred dollars? I'm you making give, a donation. That, it's part of a bribery. Would you scheme. give somebody a hundred dollars to guarantee your child gets into school? That's the same thing. No, no, no. Okay. Would you give somebody a hundred dollars to take your child's SAT test? Exactly. ACTs. Or or would you give $100 to a coach that could pretend that your child is part of the crew team and even though that child doesn't row to make sure they got into college, not would, just give $100. You always want to make what white people doing seem innocent and playful what? and nice. Has no, has no, $100. It's more than just scamming. giving $100. Why, this is bribery. Why is everything black and white? It has this nothing is, to do with black is, or white. This it's, is fraud. The question is, okay. would you pay for your child to get into school? Right. It has nothing to do with black. Like, why do you want to make white people seem innocent? It has nothing to do with black or white people. This is fraud. This is scamming. It's very Bribery. It's very it's different disgusting. than when you pay somebody to take your child's test and your child white. doesn't take the SAT. It's very different than just paying $100. Would you pay $100 Someone for somebody to take, to take your you. child's test and Look knowing you. that you would get 
a high-ass grade to get your child in school. It's the same thing. Call us up. Let's talk about it. Good morning, guys. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Uh, the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, during front page news, a bunch of celebrities got locked up for what, ye? Uh, well, Felicity Huffman got arrested so far. Lori Loughlin's going to turn herself in today. Aunt Becky from Full House. More than 50 people involved in this fraud scheme. They were paying for people to take their child's SAT or ACT test and also bribing coaches to get their child into schools of their choice. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. Would you pay to get your child Would into Would you bribe a, a coach or have somebody take your child's test to get them in school? Yes, that is the question. You guys said absolutely positive. I definitely got. wouldn't. Um, Imagine telling your child they don't have to take this test. I'm going to pay somebody to have them take it for you. What are you teaching them? Fraud. Scamming. Or Bribery. look, I know you're not. I know you're not on the road team. We're going to take two people's potential slots that could have gotten a scholarship to get into this school, See, or could have gotten this slot, and we're going to have you pretend that you row, and that's how I'm going to get you into school. What is that teaching your See, kid about my, that's, life? That's my whole thing. You can't tell these kids in the hood and poor and disenfranchised areas that all they got to do is work hard and get an education when it's the kids with wealth and privilege getting these opportunities simply because their parents are paying for them to get in instead of putting in the actual work. I didn't go to college, so correct me if I'm wrong. You, you, you just said. There's a certain amount of people accepted into these schools every yeah, year, right? Yeah, there's only a certain amount there's of people. There's a big acceptance people rate, get... that's big when, cool, when, when kids are, are applying for schools. So, so these no, schools certain, it depends are 7% acceptance rate, some the, schools are 50%, some yeah, schools are 60%. Yeah, for schools that are the elite top schools, like yeah. the ones that they're paying to get into, those are harder schools to get into, so it might be a Close way. To 5%. It might be, yeah, a 5% acceptance 5% rate. So now you're taking rate. somebody's spot. So these privileged, entitled kids are taking opportunities away from people who are really putting in the work. So how do you teach kids from the hood and poor and disenfranchised areas how to get ahead when the system is already rigged? And guess what? These kids will be able to go to some school. They might not go to their first choice, but that's why you apply to several schools, and whichever one you get into is the one, you know, those are the ones you have to choose. See, from. And, and also, fun fact, real quick, children mm -hmm. in the top 1% of earnings are already 77 times more likely to go to an Ivy League college than those whose parents are in the bottom 20%. So how much more help do these kids in the 1% need? See, I look, I look at it in two different ways, right? I look at <laughs> it, there's a lot of kids out there that are brilliant, very, very good in school, straight A's, do what they're supposed to do. They do their community service, but can't take a test. They get nervous when taking a test. They have anxiety when taking a test and have poor grades when it comes to tests. That's why they have so, coaches to teach you how to take the even, test even properly. And they do all these test. practice tests. And you can take them more than once. Even with coaches doing a test, some kids just can't, don't take well tests. And if I had the opportunity to make sure, if my daughter was smart enough to go to that school, if she had the community service, but maybe just couldn't take tests and I could pay something, $100 or even $1,000 $1, to guarantee to get into school and I know she's smart enough but would F I pay that? I, but I, FYI I, I, it's I not, I would. I, I you getting into a college is not only dependent on a test that's not the only thing they right, take but, other things into consideration but what you I have just to said write she essays has good grades. they take she your grades she can write a good essay but those SATs have a lot to do with it if it didn't you wouldn't have to take it they, the all have, they have a lot to do with it so and, if that was the case and I could pay to make sure my daughter is able to get into school would I pay especially Amy. if it's something like $100 $1,000 to <laughs> me I would why are you I, saying it's, it's not $100,000? I know, but I'm just saying compare it to what $500, I $500,000 is a lot of money. Yeah, but that person that you're talking about Here's is worth $50 million. And $20 do, million. Do, you, do you think that... And her it, husband, 25 Do you really think it would just stop dollars. at that one payment? You think you're just going to pay this ACT, SAT, the kid's going to get into college, and then all of a sudden the kid's going to start working hard and actually studying. Don't you think these professors going to continue to push these kids through? Well... Let's go to the phone. And you know what's embarrassing? Now everybody knows. So now you go to these schools and they everybody knows your parents paid they probably don't for you care. to get in. Like, oh, they, trust they, me, they can't. Now, now you're forced to really work. Like, like the, remember the movie Can't Buy Me Love? Uh -huh. When they yeah. were paying the can to do the homework? Daryl! 
Good morning. Hey, good morning, Daryl. Envy, uh, I just have a question for you, right? Yes, sir. If your child, Little Madison or Logie, they got a, a letter saying that they was going to get accepted to a program, and this, this program was going to help them with their, 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 their work and stuff like that, and then another kid pays to bump your kid out the program, wouldn't you be upset? Um, I would be upset, upset if my kids didn't make it to any school, so I would be upset regardless, but... That's life. I know that's I know what life is. I know I know what it is. I know rich people who you know who who have more than me and and have better connections than me are going to be over my child. I know exactly what that is. That's why I'm trying to create wealth and trying to make sure my community can create wealth so they can be have that same foot in the door. That's but, don't, but don't you want to instill in your kids to that, be oh, Go ahead. I'm just saying so how do you teach these kids in the hood how to get ahead if the system is already rigged. The system is it's going to always be rigged for the, the wealth. The system has always the, the, been the, rigged. The rich and privileged to stay on top. But so those, so but basically you're saying there's no way for kids in the hood to get no, ahead. No, I mean, the system has always been rigged for us. But what, 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 what do we have to do? And what do we always say? Ownership and money is power. And, and we bribery. have to have ownership to make sure we can control where we go and How control we our that, destinies. Though? We got we we gotta start investing. But don't you also Invest wanna don't you also wanna teach your kids to work hard to get what it is that they're gonna get My instead kids of work showing hard. instead they do of work hard. Okay, but what I'm saying is instead of telling them, look, don't worry about it. I'm gonna just pay and get you in. I would never tell my kids, "Don't worry about it." I'm gonna pay to get in. But if but I could, that's what you're just saying. If you would do it, if you could, how are they gonna though. not know that someone else is taking their test? How are you gonna not tell them? Someone you else is taking your SAT. Through, I'm, I'm you're just showing us that you cheated your way through high school and college with this one. My parents didn't have no money to pay for my test. I had to take my test. How can you? How can they not know? They're gonna know. They're gonna know that they got recruited to be on the crew team when they don't even row. Jamie. Yes. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Would you pay to get your uh? child through school? Definitely. Why? Because if you pay, you're guaranteed that the child will get a full ride to whatever university they want to go It's not to. a full ride. It's just to get accepted. But you're paying for SAT school, correct? Yes, yes you're paying for SAT school. Instances. And, I, and I'm sure even so, with, the, with the lady that paid the crew, the, the, the road score, team, she's going to get a full ride. You make it a full ride. So why wouldn't you pay? The SAT score doesn't guarantee you a full ride. Break. I'm trying to this is not, it. It's not about what full ride. Or not. It's just a getting accepted, not a full ride. I'm it's trying to break to get accepted. I want to break this down in a way well, people understand. Definitely, regardless, because like she said, it's the college experience and whatever college you want to go to. And people don't get accepted to their dream college. So why wouldn't you guarantee that for your child? Yeah, but what happens once the person is in school? It's like if you take steroids to get into the league. You think you're going to stop taking steroids once you're in the league? Okay. No. All right, well, let me, let you me still it. want to compete. Let me break it down like this, right? You go to a club. The line is down the block. This is oh The bouncer God, says, give me $100, you cut the line. You going to yeah. get $100? Yeah, but guess what? What happens when you get in the club and you ain't got no money? Now what you going to do in the club? Just stand there looking like a goddamn I, dumbass. Can't buy no drinks. Five, can't do five, nothing. Five, just five, down, one. Like a big dumbass waiting for somebody else to but come Evan, and say, nobody, here's some more money. Nobody's, so going go going to, nobody's going to jail for getting <laughs> into a club. Would you pay? I'm in, huh? I'm in. I'm in. Would you pay to get your job into a school? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Angela Yee reported this story about um, some celebrities getting arrested or about to get arrested for what, Yee? Well, Felicity Huffman has been arrested and already posted bail. And that was by the FBI for these fraud charges of actually bribing schools to get their kids into these top schools and also for paying someone to take their kids' uh, SAT and ACT tests. So the question is, would you pay to get your child into a school? 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Chris. Hey, Chris, would you pay for your child to get into a school? 
I sure would. Why? Uh, reason being because you already paid tuition. Why not? That's a good reason. My child's gonna take advantage of the opportunity. I might as well do it. How do you feel that your child's gonna take advantage of the opportunity when you've already told your child all you got to do is pay your way, pay your way to get through things? What makes you think that your child's gonna get in and actually start doing the work? The circumstances that we live under, you know, you just never know. You gotta do what you gotta do. No, you don't. Thank you, man. You got to instill work <laughs> ethic in your children, like especially black and brown kids. Like we have to actually go out here and work three, four times harder than all of these entitled, privileged white people. Hello, who's this? This is Callie. Hey, Callie, would you pay for your child to go to school? Absolutely not. I would not. Why not? Well, the reason being is because I feel like if my child can't make it there on their own merit, then they don't need to be at that school, and right. I mean that in the most respectful way. But if once you get into the child into the school, like say if they get into Princeton or Yale because you pay for them, how are they going to be able to maintain their grades if they don't have the mental capacity to be able to be in the school? That's all I'm saying. And you can even see, you know, with Lori Lachlan's daughter, she didn't even want to be in school. She was posting YouTube videos about how she just wanted to party. Alexis. Hey. Alexis, turn on the Breakfast Club. How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Now, would you pay for your child to go to school? Um, a hundred dollars, possibly yes, but because I'm black, maybe no. But fifteen to five hundred thousand—that's somebody. That's more than somebody's salary, and it has to be accounted for. So, if black moms could go to jail for their kids going to school at a different address, they need to go to jail. Yeah, and I just want I just want everybody to think about that is true too. Now, now you heard what she just yeah, said. Yeah, that's right. A lot of all people, fraud. A lot of people change their address so their kid could get in a better school. What's the difference? The kid is actually going to a better school to do work, to actually put in work. But They're actually going there to study. But there might be some kids that can't get into that school, but now because you use a different address, that kid goes to that school. What's what's the difference? There is no it's difference. Still fraud. And it's guess still, what? It's still and if you fraud, get caught, guess what happens? Your kid's not in that school anymore, and you get in trouble. But it's just no money involved, but it's the same exactly. thing. If I could change my address for my kids to go to a different school... I'm going to do no, that. I'm gonna take, I will, there's I, I, no I, way I, you can justify to me you, paying somebody to take right, your kids' test and paying to yes. get them in. I understand. Fraudulent, I, just, I just don't think that's cool. I understand that's what all. you're trying to say, but it's a false equivalency. And the reason it's a false equivalency is because these kids that change their address actually go to these better schools and put in work. These kids in these colleges are getting paid to get in these colleges, and now they're just sitting there looking like the dumb they, in the club with no money. We don't know if they're doing work or not. We, I know they're not. And, you know what? Because the, the little girl said on the video, I just want to go to school to party. That's one person. Her mother spent a half a million. And the, and the example that you just used, Envy, is because we have such a broken system that a lot of these kids aren't able to go to public schools in a neighborhood that they feel like is beneficial to yes. them. So they're trying to go to a better school. That's what that's for. This isn't about being privileged. This it, is about not having the privilege to be able to go to a better school. The question and, is, would you pay for your child to get into school? And if, if it wasn't a lot, and I could, I would. And if the system is set up this, this way, it don't matter... How much education you get, it don't matter how much, you know, uh, how much, it don't matter about anything if the system is set up like this because the system is rigged. That means that the the rich and entitled will always be ahead of the poor and disenfranchised because the poor and disenfranchised can never get a leg up. Regardless, but that's how it is now. If, if we, that's that's what the world is now. But we have to be able to teach our community to be able to become richer and to own their own, so we can get out of that. No, what we need to do. Yeah, we don't need to condone this and act I'm like it's cool. Condone. I, I'm not no. saying condone. I'm saying what, what we need to do is what's what's happening right now. Arrest the people that are committing these crimes. <laughs> okay, that's how you fix the system. All right. Okay. Let people know this is a crime. This cannot happen. Well, that's how you. That's how you make things fair, fair and even. Well, what's the moral of the story, sir? <laughs> the moral of the story is exactly what I just said. 
Go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cut the line if you want to spend that $100 to get in the club. You're going to be in the club broke with no money watching everybody else ball. Now, the question right. is, do these kids get kicked out of these schools now? Absolutely. They have to. Well, that backfired then. I mean, no, they, I mean if they, they got caught, they have to. <laughs> they shouldn't have got caught. When we come back, we will talk about the rumors. We got rumors on the way. What are we talking about, Yee? Um, yes, let's talk about police called to R. Kelly's home again. Find out what they were told was going to happen. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Ah, boy. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Drunken love still go hard. Salute to everybody out there still trying surfboard. to surfboard in little-ass tubs. Surfboard. Right. <laughs> I'm still a little hurt, guys. Why are you hurt? Should have used lube. What happened? My guy Oh uh, yeah You definitely should have used Oh Luke. great segue That's... Come on <laughs> Who? What happened My guy Your guy left you He left us Oh what's his name You know his name Tell me I don't want to say his Let name Let it roll off your tongue Real quick Say it I don't want to say his say name. Say his name. But I, I'm just trying to... Like, say his name. He ain't really your man what, if you can't say his name. What, what did we do wrong? Like, for him just to leave and I not call? I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not even talking to you until you say his name. Odell. Huh? You heard me. He I would love for him to come. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, like, what did we do wrong? Did just leave us and... Why you the, call him Odell? I thought you used to call him OBJ. <laughs> That's what she used to call him. He used to be like old BJ. <laughs> Nobody ever called she him. Did. She used to call him old <laughs> no, BJ. Nobody now called him just that. No, that I mean, I, I I know how sometimes people feel when you know. I heard he left because Charlemagne kept making fun of him. Never made fun of him. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm never talking to Charlemagne again. You ruined that's our relationship. Be hard the show. I, I think I think Odell's gonna have a a, a ball in Cleveland. All right. Yeah, he's gonna be there with his best friend. He's gonna have a good time. I know Cleveland sounds bad, but I think last year they won like what seven games or something like that. Yeah, more than the Giants. But I'm just like, what? Like, what did we do wrong? Did we Plus not? Plus, they're stacking their team. Did we not give him the ball enough? <laughs> like, what? Like, what did we do wrong? I heard to make him just just leave and not call and not say anything. I heard he really wanted to be traded to the Rams because the Rams have the first two male cheerleaders in the <laughs> NFL, and he was trying to get the oh, Giants boy. to recruit male cheerleaders, and he wanted to do it. And it was like Odell, you can't be a cheerleader and a football player at the same time. How's that going to work? And so that's where the problems came <laughs> in. You're just making up a story. That's where the problems came fraud. into play from what I was from what I was told. Like that's this hurts. Like the fact that like it hurts. That's not right. Like, we just gave him all that millions of dollars, and he's just going to leave us like this? You're out of here. Mm-mm. Well, hopefully he uh, wins a wins ring. Well, say goodbye to old BJ. NV, <laughs> all right? Old BJ. Oh, my goodness. Old BJ is no longer around. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. I hate this guy. Got to find you a new BJ. <laughs> Stop it. Because old BJ is gone. <laughs> yes, we are going to talk about a documentary that is going to be coming out. It's premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival, and it's actually on somebody that I used to work for. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Money. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Spend MD. that money. Angela get your kids e. into college. Charlamagne the guy. We are The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Lisa Van Allen did an interview with DJ Vlad. Now, Lisa Van Allen is one of the women that R. Kelly used to have a relationship with. And she was also on Surviving R. Kelly. And here is the claims that she makes about Aaliyah and Aaliyah's mother. Her mother uh, actually was sexually attracted to him as well. And he said when Aaliyah would go to sleep. Uh, this Now, this is what he said. He would go in the living room and him and her would do sexual acts on the couch while Aaliyah was sleeping in the bedroom. Oh, so maybe this is why Aaliyah's parents have never spoken out themselves. Makes sense to me. 
Why? Why is that story being shared? I don't like, know. What, the, what does that story have to do with anything that Lisa Van Allen is talking about? Like, what? 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 what, what? What's the? Tell me. Tell me what was the point of sharing that story? I have no idea. Just like, <laughs> in the press. Like, I mean, on, that didn't make no man. sense to talk like, about that. Come on, stop. Let's just everybody, Not at all. Let's everybody stick to the matter at hand. The matter at hand is you was being abused sexually by a man for years. Talk about that. Now, somebody in Chicago called 911, and that person called 911, making claims that there was about to be a mass suicide at R. Kelly's house in Chicago at the Trump Tower. And here's what happened. And I also need a supervisor, I guess, for threatening suicide. Trump Tower. A call is coming in from the National Traffic Hotline. Got an anonymous call from a uh, says that Arzell clearly and four of the women who are victims of R. Kelly are planning to carry out a suicide pact. Now was. Was that a, a fake call? It was a, a fake call. Oh. It turns out that call was from the National Human Trafficking Hotline, by the way, just so you know. And uh, police did show up there, but they said that call was bogus. They said R. Kelly had been meeting with his attorneys for at least two hours before the cops even showed up. What were they trying to accomplish by uh, I don't know, I guess having them run up in the house? They're probably just uh, harassing him now and mm. just seeing... I'm hoping that they find something, yeah, maybe, maybe something they, else. Maybe they're hoping to see something crazy going on with the girls and then he'll get in trouble for that. Who knows? Guys, R. Kelly's going to prison. All right, there's no way around this situation. Not this time. All right, now here's something that you might be excited about. Nelly and Chili, they were talking on BuzzFeed, and they made an announcement about a joint tour that's going to be happening. Tickets for that tour go on sale this Friday. Now, here's what was said. We're here together because we are going on tour together yes, this sir. summer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you heard that, TLC, Nelly. Um, we're looking very much forward to it, man. You know, we had a pleasure of working together before um, on a separate tour, but it wasn't ours. Okay. So we decided, since we had so much fun on that one, we decided that we would come together and do our own thing. Nelly, TLC, and Flowrider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm about to say, they ain't announced Flowrider? Yeah, they did. Flowrider's on there. Yeah, Nelly, Nelly's dope. I was on tour with Nelly. N Nelly actually put me on my first tour, me, Fab. Uh, Birdman and A. Marie, and I was on that tour. So shout to Nelly. You know why shows like that are dope because you don't realize how many hits a guy like Nelly has. Nelly got you, tons of them until you go to his show and you're mm -hmm. like, oh shoot, I did yeah. like that record. You oh shoot, dancing. I did like that record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that record too. Drop down to get to Eagle on That's Char. what I'm saying. Drop a uh, country grammar, <laughs> uh, hot and hair, mm -hmm. e i e i, pimp Nelly. juice, Air Forces. Air Force One. Nelly mm -hmm. got joints, and you know TLC got joints. And yeah. Flo Rida got joints Flo too. It's not a bad show. It's like a fun. High energy show. Who opens the show? Who closes the show? Uh, Flo Rida opens. TLC closes. Or does Nelly close? Nah, Nelly should be in the middle, I think. TLC should close. Okay. Mm. You know, artists always want to close, but sometimes that's not the best thing to do. I think Nelly, didn't Nelly have more hits than TLC? Yeah, but TLC's classic. Like, TLC should absolutely close. And then women. Let the black women close. You don't want black women to succeed at all. Don't say that. It's not true. He does. <laughs> this guy is crazy, man. He wants him to be moderately successful. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. All I said was, I just asked, I said, who had better hits? You want them to open, I didn't, you? I didn't, you know, wow. This guy. I didn't say that. Don't put does words Does Chili still mouth. have you blocked, Charlemagne? I have no idea. She should have you blocked. <laughs> she definitely should have you blocked. All right, now, since we're talking about collaborations, and we just told you about that tour that was announced, guess what else has been announced? Drake and Future. You excited for What a Time to Be Alive Part 2? Uh, excited isn't a word I would use, but um, I'll listen to it if it drops. <laughs> Seems like wow. they're a couple of years too late, right? No, why you say that? I don't even remember when the last one it's was. It's four years ago. One. That was four years ago? Yeah. God damn time be flying. I went to that tour, Lord actually. Lord have mercy. 
Where did I go to it at? The bar at the garden, I think. And by the way, shout out to Meek Mill. I went to go see his show last night here in New York City. He brought Lil Uzi Vert on stage. He oh. brought Fab out. I saw Cast Out perform. I saw Lil Dirk perform. It was packed in there. I think he has another show tonight. Yeah, right? he has another now, show tonight. They talk about Meek Mill and Nipsey Hussle doing an album together. That's yes. ex- exciting. That'll be dope. That'll be amazing. That too. is something I'm looking forward to hearing. Two uh, tall rappers. All right, now, That's let's see into? if you guys would be interested Kinky. in seeing this. Now, this is an artist who, by the way, I used to work for, and he's got a documentary that's premiering at the 2019 Tribeca Film Festival, and that is D'Angelo. All right, mm. it's going to talk about him being a songwriter, a multi-instrumentalist, and then all of a sudden, in 2000, he just disappeared from the spotlight. You guys remember he had the Brown Sugar album mm-hmm. that was amazing, and then it took him quite some time to get everything back together again, and... They're going to talk about his haunted past and uncertain future. So, when the hell did you work for D'Angelo? That was um, when I left working with Wu-Tang. The uh-huh. next job I had, I left to go work for D'Angelo. What'd you do? At Virgin Records. I was the general manager of his label, Chiba Sounds. And how'd you become a teacher? You did all that and then became a teacher? No, when I was in school, I did urban education semester, and so I did like a teaching program. So I worked doing English and history. You didn't know what you wanted to do. You was like, I'm going to try everything. I always, I always wanted to be a writer. So I was an English uh. major in college. But then when I graduated, you know, my first job was working with Wu-Tang. My second job was working for D'Angelo. That what? was like the worst job of my life. But really? it wasn't because of him. He was never in the office. It was the people that worked with him. So you quit. Or did you get it's fired? A, it's a longer story. But yes, it was more like getting fired. Really? Yeah, they were sexual. Because you refused to rub oil on D'Angelo during the uh, How Does It how does Feel video. video. D'Angelo never used to come to the office. It actually had something more to do with a sexual harassment situation. Somebody sexually harassed you? Yes. Somebody made a proposed, said I should have sex with them, and then I actually left the office, and then the next day I got fired. Man, there's somebody out there sweating right now. Please don't say me. Don't say my name. Don't say my name. Don't say my name. Don't say my name. Please, 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 please. Please, please. I say, tell this story all the time, Say the name. Just not here. No. All right. Well... I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. You learn right. something new every day. All right. Well, Charlemagne. <laughs> yes, sir. Who are you giving that donk? Man, we need Aunt Becky, and we need uh, Felicity Huffman to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them this morning on this fine Wednesday. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Tonight on VH1, Black Ink Crew New York returns. Last fall brought Caesars crew to the height of their careers, but when someone vandalizes the shop, will everything go ink, ink, boom? Don't miss Black Ink Crew New York returning tonight at 9, 8 central on VH1. You get donkey of the day, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the Day today. Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, March 13th goes to actress Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Did I pronounce their name Lachlan. right? Lachlan. Uh, commonly known to those of us who grew up on TGIF uh, on ABC is Aunt Becky. Okay? Now, listen, I have been calling for diversity amongst my dysfunctional celebrities uh, because when it comes to all the biggest scandals of the year, black celebrities living and dead have been the trending topics. Okay? Jussie Smollett allegedly staged a hate crime. Career pedophile. Gotta say allegedly. Robert Sylvester Kelly is out here, uh, well, being R. Kelly. Michael Jackson leaving Neverland Special got the world trying to convict a corpse. Meanwhile, white celebrities living and dead are just out here chilling, but I knew that eventually white celebrities were going to start getting caught up, okay? You know why? 
because St. Patrick's Day, a.k.a. White People's Freak Nick, is right around the corner. So I was suspecting for the Caucasian celebrity crime rate to spike, and I was right, because Felicity and Lori have been charged with scamming. Right? What kind of freaky-ass Friday role reversal world do we live in where Nigerians are committing hate crimes against black people and white people are scamming? What a time. Well, Felicity was indicted for conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest service mail fraud. And Aunt Becky, Laurie, is facing the same felony charges, conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest service mail fraud. Her husband, fashion designer Mosimo, what's his last name? Giuliani? Giuliani? Doesn't matter. His name is Mosimo. Yes, that Mosimo. Okay, if that sounds familiar, <laughs> it's because you're an avid Target shopper like me, and you know Mosimo used to make the best T-shirts. All right, they don't have them anymore. All right, it's good fellas now, but he was charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest service mail fraud too. He's a good fella. I, I don't know what any of those charges mean. Okay, but it's all scamming. All right, those pale face pieces are hitting. Let's hear the report. We're here today to announce charges in the largest college admissions scam ever prosecuted by the Department of Justice. Involving at least 50 people, accusing wealthy parents of allegedly cheating so their children would be admitted into prestigious schools. One of the 33 parents named in the indictment, actress Felicity Huffman, best known for her role on Desperate Housewives. According to the criminal complaint, Huffman and her husband, actor William H. Macy, are accused of making a charitable contribution of $15,000 to the fake charity. Huffman is charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud. Along with Huffman, actress Lori Loughlin, who played Aunt Becky on Full House, is also charged. Court documents say Loughlin and her fashion designer husband, Massimo Giannulli, allegedly agreed to pay bribes totaling $500,000 in exchange for having their two daughters designated as recruits to the University of Southern California crew team, despite the fact that neither daughter ever participated in the sport of rowing. Their parents have been charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. The, the source was CNN, by the way, and here's the thing. I know you're probably listening to that, and you're like, what's the problem? I know it sounds like, hey, you're doing a great thing because you're going above and beyond for your kids, doing what you have to do to make your kids successful, but you can't tell these kids in the hood in poor and disenfranchised areas that all they have to do is work hard, get an education, and everything will work out when the reality is the kids with wealth and privilege are getting these opportunities because their parents are paying for them to get in instead of putting in the work. It's a certain amount of people accepted into these schools every year, so these privileged, entitled kids are taking opportunities away from kids who are really putting in the work. So how do you teach kids from the hood how to get ahead when the system is rigged. All right, these children in the top 1% of earnings are already 77 times more likely to go to an Ivy League college than those whose parents are in the bottom 20%. How much more assistance do you need? All right, okay, listen to uh, Lori Lachlan, Aunt Becky, speak about her daughter getting accepted. Into so many parents watching, I'm sure, going through this where they're about to watch a child go off to college. Kath, it happened yep. to you. Yeah, um, hard. Are you preparing for it in any way? I or? think I'm in complete denial. Yeah. I really am because when I think about it too much, it, it will make me cry. Really? So I, yeah, I got to stop. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a prime example of why you can't trust white tears. All right, she knows she's scamming the system, but she out here fronting, acting like her kid is really out here putting in the work. This is so whack to me because we all know black and brown people have to work twice as hard to get half the results, but what's the point of working hard at all if the system is already rigged for us to lose? Now you have kids in these point disenfranchised areas who would love the opportunity to get in one of these top schools. All they need is the chance, and they will go in there and run circles around these privileged kids because these privileged, entitled kids don't want to work. 
Don't believe me? Listen to Aunt Becky's daughter Olivia talking about college. But I do want the experience of like game days, partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. <laughs> All she cares about is the party. You know why? Because uh, mm. and you gave a good example earlier. You liken this to paying to cut the line at the club. All right? <laughs> That's well, what she did. Well, you pay to cut the line, and then once you get in the club, you have nothing else to offer. You can't buy no drinks, can't order no food because you don't got no more money. You just sit in the club looking stupid. It will be the same thing in college. You have your parents pay for you to get in, and now what? If you're not there to do any work, all you can do is party. That's all you got. But here's the thing. Contrary to popular belief, you can't fraud your way through life, and that's what you're teaching your kids, that you can always cheat the system. Hove once said, it's only so long fake thugs can pretend. I say, it's only so long fake anything can pretend. Eventually, your kids will get exposed, so you're really not doing your kids any because where does it stop? You pay for your kids to pass the ACTs, the SATs, pay for them to be accepted into school. At what point do they ever start doing any work for themselves? You gonna hold their hand forever? This is exactly why kids from the hood run circles around these privileged kids, because kids from the hood actually do the work. When you grow up with nothing and you work to get a little something, you never lose that hustler's mentality. But when you grow up not having to work for anything, not only do you not appreciate anything, you really don't know how to do nothing because you're used to mommy and daddy paying for everything. I don't care how rich, privileged, or entitled you are, if you're not instilling in your kids work ethic and an attitude of gratitude, you're setting them up for failure. You can only control two things, your work ethic and your attitude about anything. What Laurie and Felicity are doing isn't instilling any work ethic, work ethic in their kids, and it's damn sure not instilling any attitude of gratitude. So you're hurting more than helping. I have no problem with people getting opportunities. I have no problem with people pulling extra strings to get someone an opportunity, but not at the expense of some kid who's actually going to put in the work. I will ask the question again. How do you teach kids from the hood to get ahead if the system is rigged. Only way to do it is punish the people who are taking advantage of said system. Mm. Please let Kathy Griffin uh, handle my white work. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm. well, there you go. All I talk of mayonnaise leaves me parched. Hmm. It's like I get dehydrated. Does um, salty taste? Massimo still own Goodfellas the T-shirts? I really don't know. I buy Goodfellas, but they don't have the same quality as uh, Mossimo <laughs> for whatever reason. I learned it was Massimo from just uh, this report just now. Really? Yeah. I didn't go. That's to what I learned. I didn't go to college. I graduated from <laughs> night school. Let me look yeah. at Massimo Goodfellas. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Yee right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Good morning. My name is Carmel. Hey, Carmel. What's your question for Yee? Okay, okay, so um, this is like honestly the toughest decision I've ever had to make. First of all, I'm very excited to speak to you guys. I listen to you guys every morning. Thank, Thank you, you Carmel. Um, We're excited to talk to you. Oh, okay, so um, recently my fiance left me. Um, it's been a week, almost two weeks now. And it's tough because we've been together for over four years. We mm -hmm. actually have a business together. The business is doing amazing. And um, everyone knows us for our business and things like that. We recently had a disagreement about some of his actions, and uh, he kind of did like a reverse psychology and said it was my fault, mm. but I caught him in a compromising situation, and um, 
Now he's like being very disrespectful during our breakup. He doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to own up to his actions. He's mm. like, uh, he uh, he apologized and so it should be done with. But I'm like, this is not the first time or second or third. Like, this is something that is a serious problem for me. And if we're going to get married, like, I, I need you to, to own up to it. You can't just apologize right now. You have to do a little bit more just to show me that this is what it's supposed to be. Um, but he got mad at me for calling him out. And I was very harsh with, with how the argument went. And um, it kind of just went left since then. So what is it that he did? Was it uh, him? Like- he had a, a situationship via text message with another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but he changed the name in his phone from a female's name to, to a guy's name. name. Oh, this chick in the yeah, book. All of that. Um, he didn't actually physically meet up with her, but he did text her and had conversations with her. And this is not the first time that he's done it, but this time it's a li- it was a little bit more um, serious because personally we're going through a lot stress-wise with our business, with with our living situation. We're, we're handling so much right now. And the fact that he can find time to text and communicate with another woman while we got all these problems and stuff that we're trying to fix and right. we're building, I just felt very, very disrespected. Um, I didn't kick him out. He just was like, well, if you don't want to do this, and if I say I want to leave right now, um, are you, you know, what you're going to do? I'm like, well, if you want to leave, then I don't I don't want to keep you. Right, at if all. that's the case, you know, so he, he packed his stuff and he left. So what's the decision that you have to make? Because it feels like he's made it for you. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I, mm, yeah. And it's, I it, to me, him. you guys are engaged, right? Yes. I don't think that you should even be contemplating getting married when you have all these unresolved issues, things that he can't even own up to, like you said, and Mm -hmm. it seems like he has this repeat behavior that he's been doing. I understand that people make mistakes, but a mistake is supposed to be something that you learn from and don't do again, right? Right. It seems like he's not learning from those mistakes, and not only that, he's blaming you for them. And then... Yeah, he said, I'm not giving him the encouragement or attention that he needs. And if he feels like he's getting it from another woman, then it should be okay because he's not physically involved with them. Now, are you okay with that? Absolutely. Okay. If I was getting attention from another man, it would not be the same case. He would not. He would not go for that. What I'm saying here is this: A, he's already left, so he's made that decision for you. And honestly, that might be the best decision that he could have made for you because he's already showing you who he is. And thank God you guys aren't married already. Right now, at a time when he should be talking to you and he should be apologetic for the things that he did and he should be trying to right his wrongs, he's not even there. You're right. So it sounds like, you know, you're going to have to figure out how to move forward with your life and getting the business together because I know it is hard when you're in business with somebody and you're in a relationship, but how practical can you be? Either that means that you guys are going to have to figure out how to function together as uh, partners in this business or somebody's (laughs) going to have to exit the business and you're going to have to figure out how to do that legally and make sure that you get what you're supposed to get or he's going to have to leave. But you guys have to get those things settled and maybe it's not something that you do personally with each other, but you let a mediator come in and handle that. Okay. That that sounds like the, the best advice that I've gotten so far um, in regards to the situation. But handle your um, business and value yourself. Like, it's not your fault that he's been doing these things. And it's not your fault that he's not the man that he's supposed to be. You can't do anything about that. He can't even do anything about that because guess what? When it came down to it, he got caught. He left. 
You're right. And it's like he's trying to test you, trying to see if you're going to be like, no, wait, come back. I'm sorry. You can't do that. You can't lower lower yourself. That's exactly what he's wanting from me. But I haven't done that. Yeah, don't let that psychology work on you. But good luck. Get your Um, business right first and foremost. (laughs) Take care of you. He's taking care of him. He's not even thinking about mentally taking care of you when things get tough. Instead, he's off dealing with other women and only worried about himself. Very selfish. Thank you, Yee. I needed that. I needed that heart that truth. Thank you. Okay. All right. And good luck with your business. Thank you so much. All right. Ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello. Who's this? Hey, it's Anonymous. Hey, Anonymous. What's your question for ye? So, I keep getting in, like, this same situation and relationships with guys. Like, they don't seem to take me serious. What do you mean by take you seriously? Like they don't want to be in a relationship with you? Yeah, basically that. Okay. What? Who are these guys that you're talking to? Is there any, uh, where are you meeting them? What type of guys do you like? Because you might be attracting what you like, which might not be people who are serious. That's true. Like I meet some, like I met some guys in college, just here and there. Like when I go to the store or something and I get to know them and if I like them, like they don't want to take me serious sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's like the ones that I don't like as much, like they like hit me up all the time, like you playing and all this. Like mm-hmm. basically, it's like I'm the one in that situation. Like, well, I don't want to be with you. What? And How old are you? I'm 26. All right. What you need to do is declutter your life. It sounds like there's a lot of useless guys, guys that you don't like that you're you know, entertaining a little bit, speaking to them. And there's these guys that's not doing no work to try to be with you that you still entertain. Just declutter all of those people out of your life that aren't doing anything for you, first and foremost. Like, just cut it off. If if it doesn't make sense, if it's not somebody you want to pursue something with, there's no point in you even still entertaining that. And if these people are, and if the guys that aren't treating you the way you want to be treated, then stop messing with them too. Just start all over. Sometimes I think we don't have ourselves clear for the right thing to come in because there's so much blockage going on and we're spending too much time on things that don't mean anything to us. You're right. I just don't know what I'm doing wrong is the thing. And let me tell you this. Instead of going into situations with these guys thinking about whether or not this could be someone you're going to pursue a relationship with, go into these situations where you meet people and y'all are just friends and then see where it goes from there so you're not putting all this pressure on yourself or on that other person. Take your time. Okay, because I don't mention anything about a relationship at first. It's just when it doesn't go anywhere, I'm like, okay, so where is this going? And and they're honest with you. They're like, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. Or mm-hmm. in which when I hear that, I'm just thinking like, oh, you don't want to be with me, so I just leave it alone. Well, at least they're being honest with you. You can't fault anybody for that. But once they tell you that, you should know. And I think sometimes we're attracted to guys that are really fun, that are out there. And we also like the challenge of trying to see if we can tame somebody. And what you need is somebody that is showing you that uh, reciprocal type of feelings that you have for them. Somebody that's making an effort instead of trying to find ourselves in the middle of a challenge where we're like, okay, let me see if I'm going to make him do this. Or let me see if he calls me that. And they're calling you late at night and you're letting them come over and do whatever they want. You have to take charge of yourself. Yeah, that's how I used to be. Yeah, take charge of yourself. Don't let people do that to you anymore. Make people work. Let them know that it's not going to be easy. Like, we could be cool. We could be friends. You have to take me out. You have to call me during the day. You have to make plans with me in advance. Mm-hmm. All right? But get rid of all that clutter. And good luck to you. But you're only 26 years old. You should be enjoying life. But don't put too much pressure on yourself. 
Okay, thank you, Yee. You're welcome, honey. All right, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Yee now. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about YBN. Almighty Jay will give you an update on his recovery, and we'll tell you what happened after Jay Prince basically said that he needs to get that chain back, and he called out the guys that did this to him. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Tonight on VH1, Black Ink Crew New York returns. Last fall brought Caesars crew to the height of their careers, but when someone vandalizes the shop, will everything go ink, ink, boom? Don't miss Black Ink Crew New York returning tonight at 9, 8 central on VH1. The Breakfast Club. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. What's Uh up, fam? Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk (laughs) Almighty J, man. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, YBN Almighty J is out of the hospital, but he's still recovering from multiple stab wounds. Terrible, the scar they are going to leave for him across his face and everything. They said he needed all these stitches. He got sliced and also cut with a Hennessy bottle. For nothing. Uh, He was Mm -mm -mm. cut very badly. Now, if you guys recall, Jay Prince... Uh, is calling on people from the Bronx to basically call out the people who attacked YBN Almighty J. And here is how those people responded. This in New York. This in New York. ain't pay homage, you are. He got to check him with some real gangsters. Tell Jay Prince to suck my Eat it up. Jay Prince was doing back in the day. We do this today, money. I told y'all yesterday that as soon as I saw the OG post on IG, I said, them young boys not going to care. They're going to be online in 10 to 15 minutes telling Jay Prince to SMD. That's what they do. Now, first they said they had nothing to do with this chain snatching, but then Zay put out a music video where he's holding YBN Almighty Jay's chain in the video and flaunting it and all of that. So, Mm-mm-mm. looks like you kind of incriminated yourself now, right? Okay, now, uh, YBN Almighty Jay, in the meantime, has a new video out and a song called let me breathe. He shouted out all his family, friends, and fans. He said they kept me in high spirits while I was down. I love y'all. I want to give a special shout out to Dream Doll, the realest woman I know. Stay by my side the whole time I needed you, and I love you forever and ever. You'll always have a special place in my heart, babe queen. So here is Let Me Breathe. Just let me breathe. Let me breathe. What would you do if you was me? Huh. Don't know what I go through just to get to where I want to be. Yeah. You don't got to get in the car. I know you trying to rob you at the beach. Yeah. I can't even wear my jewelry if I want to cross the street. Just let me breathe. Let me breathe. What would you do if you was me? What would you do? What would you do if you had a son at 19? What would you do? What would you do if you always on TMZ? What would you do? The internet trying to turn me into a beast. Just let me breathe. You know, God bless that little brother, YBJ. Uh, you YBN just, Almighty. YBN Almighty. I can't tell the initials <laughs> apart no more. But you just have to be smarter with how you move. Like, see, you are worth something. You are a person of value. So when you have value, you have to protect said value. That's all. I mean, we all go through it. Everybody it does. It yeah. happens to every it happens. artist. It happens to everybody. Just, you know, you, it's a, you just take it as a lesson learned and keep it moving. I done, I done got punched right. in the head and been running down the street. Well, unfortunately, he's got video. a permanent reminder now on his face because that's going to leave a pretty bad scar. But Sadly, it could have been worse. What he's saying mm-hmm. is, though, it is a lot. If you think about everything that he's saying here, people plotting on him. He can't even wear his jewelry. He had a son at 19. He, uh, you know, he's got a lot that he's uh, battling right get now. Get you some real shooters, Let him breathe. Man. Not get you some real shooters, not your goons. But he thought he had his peoples with him, and you know they they were outnumbered. Yeah, now nah, go hire some white men in some suits. 
Okay, that can legally. You might not be able to You might not be able to afford it. Well, you better stop flossing with all that jewelry and all that designer stuff then, and invest in what needs to be invested in, which is security at this point. Right? All right, and her and Twenty One Savage are headlining the Roots Picnic in Philly. Now I was looking at this whole lineup; it looks pretty amazing. Little baby's gonna be there. Davido's gonna be there. Raphael Sadiq, uh, Queen Naja, the City Girls. This looks amazing. Blueface. Oh, Ari Lennox is gonna be there. Love her. Uh, Black Thought. J. Period. Of course, Quest Love and his uh, Supreme Podcast. DJ Clark Kent, Stretch Armstrong, D. Nice, Rich Medina, Tony Touch, DJ Active. So shout out to everybody involved. The Reed is gonna have their podcast as well as the Joe Button podcast as well. Well. Dropping the clues, Bonds for the Reed and Joe Budden podcast. Oh, Yasin Bay is going to be there. This is going to be amazing. That's dope. This sounds like a great lineup. So that is Saturday, June 1st. That's the Roots Picnic. Oh, and also, let's give a shout out to Andrew Yang. He's one of the nominees, the Democratic nominees running to uh, be president in 2020. Mm-hmm. He said, holy cow, we did it. We reached 65,000 individual donors more than two months before the May 15th deadline. So congratulations, he is going to make the debate. Yeah, okay. uh, Andrew Yang's interview with the Breakfast Club did real well. I saw it on our YouTube page; it had like a half a million views. They love the the Yang gang is really real on uh, yeah. social media. Yeah, absolutely, positively real. Yeah, they raised over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars so far. So shout out to him in just the last month. So well, we got to get Marianne Williamson on that debate stage too. She needs like sixty five thousand of those things, things as well. Yeah, she'll be joining us this morning after the mix. So yeah, yeah and so that can definitely happen. He said we were only at fifteen thousand donors. In February, we received 50,000 new donors in a month. And the reason it's good to have all of these different people with all these different ideas on that stage is because they force every other candidate to start focusing on issues that we would want them to focus on that they may not necessarily be talking about. True. You know what I mean? Marianne Williamson is out there, you know, speaking very highly about uh, reparations. And, and Andrew Yang is speaking just about how, you know, the, the, the universal, what's it called? The universal basic income. Basic income. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I, like, I think all those conversations are necessary. All right. And I also want to shout out to Lupe Fiasco. Um, you know, his daughter was found, but he had posted that she went missing. He said she's been gone since yesterday, right after I left for work. But fortunately, she has been found. How's the daughter? So that's good news. Um, she's 16. Wow. Okay. Yeah, All right. Congra- God bless him for yeah, that. God bless. Glad she got found safe and sound. Well, no, it's actually his little sister. He posted, my daughter's been missing, but I guess um, it was his little sister. He was reposting what From his, his sister. mother. Yeah. yeah. What his mother wrote. Her mother but wrote. That's good news that at least she was found um, because that's horrifying. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Tonight on VH1, Black Ink Crew New York returns. Last fall brought Caesars crew to the height of their careers, but when someone vandalizes the shop, will everything go ink, ink, boom? Don't miss Black Ink Crew New York returning tonight at 9, 8 central on VH1. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Marianne Williamson. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. First of all, I like you already for two reasons. One, you're a cancer like me. Uh-huh. That means you're sensitive and emotional and... You feel everything. And, and I also like you because you want to give $100 million in reparations. No more than that. To black people. More than that. 200 to 500 is the number that I sort of landed on. Ooh. Right, let's talk about it. How do you plan to do that? Well, I, I think that we could have a reparations council or a board of trustees, as mm-hmm. it were. And the money could be paid out in, let's say, 20 years, 30 years. And it would be paid for projects of economic and educational renewal. And, sp- and strictly to the African descendants of Yes, yes, of course. Why do you want to do that for black people? Well, I don't, you know, it's interesting you say that for black people. I think it's for America. 
I think that if you look at the historical arc mm -hmm. of race relations between uh, whites and blacks in America, I think, you know, I don't believe that the average American is racist. I don't. But I do think the average American is vastly undereducated or underinformed about the history of race in America. And behind the facts, which too many people don't know, lies such an enormous emotional reality. Two and a half centuries of slavery. Yes. Followed by another hundred years of institutionalized violence, white supremacy. And when you look at that and you look at the arc of our history, which I think in many, many ways Americans have lost connection to, and you realize what the civil rights movement did accomplish, and yet what has not yet been accomplished. The, uh, the externalities of segregation were dismantled. The next year, the Voting Rights Act, although that's been chipped away at, mm -hmm. and in many ways we're sliding backwards now with mass incarceration, et cetera. But more to the point, at the end of the Civil War, General Sherman promised 40 acres and a mule. That's right. And that 40 acres and a mule would have given to a formerly in, uh, enslaved population the chance to, to start over. I mean, if you were slaves, you certainly had skill sets, mm -hmm. right? So that 40 acres and a mule, think what that would have meant. So most of them did not receive it. Those who did receive it, in most cases, it was taken away. So the economic restitution piece simply was never handled yet. Mm -hmm. And I believe that after 60 years, you had the end of the Civil War, another 100 years before the Civil Rights Movement. Now it's been another, what, 50, 60 years, and it's time for the next piece. And I believe that that's economic restitution in a way that was never, because the gap was never closed. Never. It was never closed, and we're living with the legacies of that, and I think that it would be a great gift to our children. Let's go back. Let's find out why you want to run for president. Mm -hmm. We didn't even start there. So you're running <clears> for president <throat> in 2020. Why? Well, it's interesting. The reparations is only one example of issues where I feel the, the conversation that dominates our politics does not go deep enough. I mean, we're living in the 21st century now, and people know, maybe some politicians act like they don't know, I think even they do know, mm -hmm. that in order to change your life, you have to do more than just address things that are happening on the outside. You have to address psychological realities, spiritual realities, emotional realities, mm -hmm. historical realities. Otherwise, you might fix something, but you're not transforming anything. So what's happening with our politics today is that they fix. But, you know, if all you're doing is fixing something, then somebody else can get in power two years later or four years later and unfix it. As we've been seeing happening even today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have to look at the deeper dynamics of what got us to where we are. And there has to be a change inside people. I've heard you say that before. It can't mm -hmm. be a change inside Washington. It has to be a change inside of us. And in Washington. Yeah. Not oh, just a change Both hands, yeah, right. Yeah. An integrative approach to politics, just like we have an integrative approach to medicine. This is the political conversation in America stuck in the 1990s somewhere. It's like this is the 21st century, and people have moved forward. People, whether religion, spirituality, recovery, psychotherapy, people know that you have to address issues going on inside yourself, and the American people have become spectators to politics. There are a lot of different parts of our society. There are poets, there are artists, there are philosophers, there are business people, there are scientists, there are educators, there are people in entertainment. And yet people in politics, just one more lane, wields this extraordinary power over people's lives. And they don't tend to be, particularly at this time, the wisest element. 
it's yeah. too dangerous where they've taken us. Are we talking about giving individuals checks? Or are we talking about restitution and, and doing things in communities that will benefit people? I think that should be for black America to mm-hmm. decide. If I owe you money, I don't get to tell you how to spend it. Ooh, so I, like I that. think I think the really big deal is the selection of this um, reparations council. And there are some very profound scholars, people like Professor Darity, um, Donna Hesse Coates. There are many people who have done years of work on this. And the issue would be the very important task of, of um, choosing the council, uh, the very important task of um, uh, negotiating the amount. And the stipulation in my mind would be for economic and educational renewal. It's not for white America to decide those particular issues. Where is this money coming from? Because there's white people watching this right now saying she is out of <clears throat> her damn mind. Yeah. Well, first of all, because I'm running for president, I've spent quite a bit of time in Iowa, one of the whitest states in America. I spent a lot of time in New Hampshire, one of the whitest mm-hmm. states in America. Mm-hmm. And I get applause every time I talk about this. Mm-hmm. Because when you actually pay for people, the historical picture, the timeline, it's, it's not unreasonable. It's like, wow, yeah, well, we still owe that money. Germany has paid $89 billion in reparations to Jewish organizations since World War II. We paid in 1988, um, Ronald Reagan signed uh, the American Civil Liberties Act, mm-hmm. which gave money to the surviving, um, the people who had been interned in the Japanese internment camps during World War II. So it's by the 20th century, well, even after the Civil War, given that that 40 acres and a mule was promised, it shouldn't be considered an outrageous idea. Not at all. This is something we need to deal with. You have to get straight with God. You have to make things right. You have to close the gap between who you say you are and how you're behaving. And racism is is an original character defect of the United States. And I believe the universe is merciful. But you have to make things right. I agree with all that, but where's the money going to come okay, from? Okay, where's the money going to come from? Well, of course, that's that's what, you know, we're, we're never asked that when they want to have a $2 trillion tax cut for the very yeah. wealthiest among us. They never ask that when they want to invade a country. Both of those misadventures were $2 trillion. They find that money every, Exactly. Every bit of money that is put into education, every bit of money that is put into something that is going to unleash the spirit of people is money that is put into your economy that's where money comes from that money is going into allowing people to become all they can be and the more individuals become all they can be they create more they produce more and they spend more well we look forward to you and wish you the best of luck thank you hopefully we'll see you again give them your website so they can donate to your campaign thank you so much marianne 2020 marianne williamson thank you for joining us thank you thank you for having me thank you come back don't be a stranger thank you i'm sure we'll see you again all right it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy angela yee Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club shout to everybody i'm actually tomorrow i'm going on a rally uh this is my first rally, something I wanted to do as a kid. I used to watch it on television, and I got an opportunity to do it. Little Red Bull Rally? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. Red Bull Rally. Which is, it's about 30 of us, uh, thirty from, from different people from different walks of lives. And we're going to be driving from uh, New Orleans to Atlanta, Atlanta to Tampa, and Tampa to Miami. And it's just a, it's just a, a group of people, men and women, and we're just going to enjoy ourselves. And we're going to be taking cars. We're going to be stopping. We're going to... Um, just, just, it's just going to be a big rally. Just follow my Instagram. You'll see all the pictures. And, and if you see us on the road, all the cars are all stick it up so you know it's us. It'll be about 30, 40 cars traveling. So just honk a horn and say what's up if you see us. Who's driving stick? 
Do you know how to drive stick, Envy? You want to teach me? What's All wrong right, with you? Come on, guys. That's what is enough. wrong with this guy? This guy is disgusting. Whoa. Jesus Christ. You flirt with me, and I, I say flirt with you after who driving stick. Goodness What's gracious. wrong with you? How you turn this into that? <laughs> My God. I Give us know. a positive note. <laughs> I'm just this glad I'm not involved guy, in this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're Daniel Caesar. All right. <laughs> Don't you bring Daniel Caesar into this? Shout out to Daniel Caesar, phenomenal art, just a phenomenal artist all around. Hey man, I'm just he has saying. nothing to do with envy. Listen, or Charlemagne. I want to end uh, the show with a positive note from Marianne Williams since she was just on a little while ago. I like uh, how y'all go all over the place. You go from that conversation then segue into a positive Ratchet note. Ratchet Righteous, baby. There That's what go. we do. Uh, Marianne Williamson, one of my favorite quotes from her is a great quote. She says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. But you can always pay to get your kids into college. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 